0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or radio show. Coming to you on this Sunday, fun day, April the 11th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to dig into five signs that your gut is not balanced. Is that what we're going to title this? We're either going to title it that or we're going to title it uh, four steps to balance your gut health, something like that, something with... Basically, your gut and going to the bathroom and all the things that are important to us and that we have to do basically every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, no matter where we are at. Uh, But before I jump into the podcast, a reminder, our 34 Days to Fit Online Coaching Challenge is kicking off here in six days. So April the 19th, we are starting, but we're closing down registration on the 17th to get everybody into that group. That program is a little bit unique. It can be done anywhere uh, with some dumbbells. If you have a bench, it'd be ideal. But uh, we can make basically anything work, no matter if you guys are back in the gym or still at home in your garage, your backyard, uh, whatever state or country you're in, depending on you know, the rules and, and regulations you're uh, you know, trying to navigate through. But the program's obviously 34 days or five weeks with myself, Ben Novak, um, who I had dinner with last night. Uh, Nikki Metzger, who's on the podcast on Friday, Alexia, who's on the podcast the week before, and then Tommy Baker, who has been on here as well. So all of my kind of fit friends and homies got together and we put together a program that I kind of, you know, wrangled them all into. And uh, we just rip your face off. You're active every single day for all 34 days. And each one of us takes a different week and a different protocol that we kind of walk you guys through and hopefully help you be a little bit healthier and a little bit fitter uh, by the end of it. So if you guys are interested, hit me up uh, as soon as possible. I can give you a little podcast discount code for that. Again, the link is in my Instagram bio, or you could just Google Jeremy Scott Fitness 34 Days to Fit Challenge, and obviously the website, uh, jeremyscottfitnesscom slash 34-days-2-fit-challenge. Man, that's a mouthful. Uh, but that's what I got going on here right now, and also the podcast brought to you by my homies at, you guessed it, Athletic Greens. You guys already know. The one thing I take every single day, uh, you know, there's no GMOs, no herbicides, pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, sweeteners. Uh, If you struggle with eating enough greens, this is the thing I would take, and that's the reason why I take it. Even though I, I don't, like, hate vegetables, I do like them. I just can't eat that many in abundance. I tend to get bloated, and I feel gross, and my digestive system's all out of whack because my body just can't process them, especially in high volumes, and I only eat once or twice a day, so it's really... Uh, become an issue for sure. But this way, I still eat the greens I can handle and the ones I like. But I can cover the gaps in my nutrition this way. And the cool thing about athletic greens is if you're taking 14 pills right now, this is an easy way to get rid of a lot of those you basically can dump, I would say probably 95% of them, maybe even all of them in our reality. our But the cool thing about athletic greens is it does have a digestive enzyme and a mushroom complex as well as dairy-free probiotics, 7.2 billion CFU. So uh, again, that's put across multiple strands, which is kind of nice. So not only do you get your greens, you get the digestive enzymes in there covering all your micronutrients, but also you do get the dairy-free probiotics. And again, um, if you guys are concerned, like, well, Jeremy, I'm not sure. It's the best tasting greens for sure, but there's no gluten, no dairy, no corn, no eggs, no peanuts, no animal byproducts, no lactose, no sucrose, no dextrose. It works if you're vegetarian or vegan or paleo or keto or whatever kind of crazy uh, eating protocol you're on. These work. So if you're interested, uh, the site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. You get a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order if you're really on the fence and you're not sure, shoot me a DM, send us a message wherever you can contact us, and I'll have Monica send a pack right to your front door. I do not care what state or country you live in. You can try it for free. That's my gift to you guys. I've not heard of anybody else doing that, not uh, Ferris or Rogan or BJ or anybody. I am sending these out to everyone because I'm fucking crazy, and I want to help you guys, and if that helps make it easier for you to try them before you buy them, by all means i'll lose a couple bucks to hook you guys up so uh, if you're interested hit me up otherwise the site athleticgreenscom forward slash jeremy scott and you can get down with the year supply of free vitamin d and five free travel packs as well as getting your greens every single day also the podcast is brought to you by my homies at beam cbd you guys know it is the cbd product i take every single night before i go to sleep i love the dream product specifically Uh, I also do like the salve and the tincture. Heather does those more than I do for inflammation. They do say it helps with... even headaches, which is kinda of cool. I did not know. Anxiety as well. And a multitude of things. Obviously, we can go into detail about C B D, which I've talked about many times before. But the beam product specifically I like the dream product for sleep. It has melatonin in there. It has the twenty milligrams of nano C B D. There is no THC, so you will not fail a drug test. It will not make you high, but you will stay asleep. I find I rarely wake up, maybe just to go to the bathroom, and that's it. And I'm out like a light. And then I wake up in the morning before four AM and I just kick ass. And I have to credit, obviously my overall lifestyle, but the Beam uh, product is a huge part of that for me. So I'm not just, you know, sitting up at night thinking about things, my brain's wandering. I literally just take it and I'm out. So if you guys are interested, the site, Uh, BMTLC.com the code Jeremy Scott you can always get 35% off any subscriptions 20% off all products and if you want to try the dream samples hit me up we can send you a link to get you three free nights worth and then you can take the plunge if you want to but I'm a fan of CBD I'm just a fan of you know things that are not habit forming based I'm a fan of things that are not highly addictive I'm a fan of things that are not you know overly processed crazy pharmaceuticals and I do feel these guys do it right and I try to get things as real as possible that are going to work with the body that aren't going to cause a bunch of long-term crazy side effects. So if you're interested hit me up otherwise beamtlc.com the code Jeremy Scott at checkout always will get you guys hooked up. Now uh, admittedly I'm tired today we did a Sunday events Advanced Metcon here with some folks that were visiting from Arkansas. They popped in. We had a guy yesterday who was visiting from North Carolina, I think. Super cool um, that you guys stop by and, and say hi and, and do these awful workouts with us. Very humbling, and uh, thank you guys for doing that. Super cool. Happy to accommodate you if we can, uh, especially like on the Sunday stuff is awful, so anybody who wants to come into that is more than welcome to get their face ripped off, but we did that, and I'm tired, and I'm hungry, and I want to go home, but... I thought this was important, so I wanted to get it out to you guys. We've been talking in our newsletter about this the last couple days. We actually have like a gut health series that they're going to get uh, this week as we kind of promote our 34 days to fit. We don't just you know, send sales emails because I think that's dog shit. I want to try to give everybody value uh, as much as possible. So we have these gut health series in our newsletter. By the way, if you guys are not on the newsletter, hit me up. Uh, we'll add you. I send out three emails a week every week. Um, at minimum. Next week, I think it's six or seven emails, one for every single day. But historically, uh, we've done three emails a week every week for the past 11 or 12 years in a row now. That's a lot of content. But uh, I find it valuable because some people don't listen to the podcast. Some people are better processing things, you know, linguistically, as opposed to, you know, auditory learning. So I'm happy to accommodate you there as well. But I'm basically playing off of that series here to drop this on you guys about gut health because I do think it is super important um, for me specifically. as somebody who's struggled with, you know, uh, being sick in the past and having, you know, eating issues and intestinal issues and digestive issues and all these things, uh, it, this is really an important thing to go through. And I don't know how many people are educated on you know, gut health and immunity and digestion and gut bacteria. And so I wanted to kind of touch on them, like what, what some of the problems may be and some of the things that obviously you can do uh, to be a little bit healthier and feel a little bit better. Because again, nobody wants to feel like shit. Like it's just not, it isn't fun, man. I think you're going to find like, obviously, as humans, we're pretty basic creatures. And if we don't feel good, we tend to act like assholes and we get pissed and tired. And we, You know, we just we act out in certain ways, and it makes life much less enjoyable. I've said this, you know, for as long as I can remember, if I don't feel good, nothing else matters. That's really it. Like, if I'm not happy in how my body feels, how it's moving, uh, how it looks, even, it's um, it can be depressing, for sure. It can be especially like injuries or sickness, like these things are debilitating, they alter uh, how fun our life can be, especially if you're sick, it sucks. like you're having digestive issues, you're having migraine headaches, you know you're having vertigo. you're having you know insert whatever it is. It makes your life shittier and especially if you have a physical injury too. like I had dinner with uh Ben Novak last night from Spire Health Club. I'll get Ben on the podcast uh work with Ben for forever. He was in my wedding. He's six foot nine, you know 250, 300 pounds. he's a beast. He has a assault bike record in our gym here. He's a monster. And, uh, you know, he trains hard, works hard, and he tore his pec um, earlier this year. And he might also have a torn ACL. Now, that's really shitty, man. Like, that's – I feel bad for him. Obviously, like, he keeps it pretty real with, with my wife and I. There's really – you know, we don't pull any punches. And uh, he has a much better attitude than I probably would have, um, for sure. I handle a lot of things real well. I, uh, I do the old school kind of madman style. When I have a problem, I don't really um, share my feelings. I just kind of swallow it and just bury it. And one of these days, I'll probably end up being a real serial killer because of it. But that's kind of how I do my shit. And uh, most things I can just swallow and they just disappear in like this black hole inside me. But if I had tore my pec and then maybe had a torn ACL, I would be... It would be really rough for me to get on a podcast and be positive. I'll put it that way. There's so many other things I'd rather deal with and chew on than that. Uh, I'm not saying those are the worst two things, but those are some pretty shitty things and some pretty rough luck. So I do feel for him. And I share that because like, this is everything. How we feel is everything. It affects everything we do every single day. How we carry ourselves internally and externally, it affects everything else in our life, all our relationships how productive we are at work, what we're willing to do and not wanting to do like it is, at least for me, how I feel is everything. That's it. If you're sick, if you're injured, if you're hurt, if you're run down, your quality of life sucks. That's why I I do this for a living. And that's why I believe in it. And I talk about it so passionately because I give a shit about it. Because I would not be able to do and say and be this person if I did not feel this way. Most of the time, I just wouldn't. And before I even kick into the gut health stuff, I want to read this. Um, I I stumbled, I don't watch the news. Um, I post in our groups, obviously on Facebook, and sometimes the news will pop up. And I did see this article. So I clicked it. I have not read through it yet, other than like a couple of like the little notes. But I'm gonna read off it here because I do think it's important from what I've seen. The title of it was, Stress of the pandemic has caused some Americans to gain weight. Some groups have gained nearly 30 pounds. So it's a great clickbait. Um, Reeled me right in for sure. Uh, But the article goes on to say like the stress of COVID has led to weight gain for many Americans. And there's a lady here who, you know, is talking about um, just, you know, joining a gym, you know, after the pandemic and doing what she could based on the stress. And uh, there's a quote in here and the quote is the more stressed people that are, excuse me, the more stressed people are experiencing, the more weight they're gaining. And this is from a Dr. Arthur Evans, who's the CEO of the American psychology, the APA. Um, and the APA is looking into the impact of stress and weight gain during the pandemic. It goes on to say Americans are gaining weight at a pretty significant level, um, about 15 pounds, like the COVID 15, I guess, if you guys have heard that phrasing kind of like the freshman 15. Um, about 42% of people surveyed by the APA gained more weight than they intended which I'm sure nobody, unless you're trying to get like, you know, become Jay Cutler or Ronnie Coleman, you're probably not trying to gain weight uh, in your adult life. Unless you're a dude who's super skinny or a woman who's like super lean and you're trying to put on pounds, but it's really rare. I rarely get anybody in here who wants to gain weight after the age of probably uh, about 25. It does happen, um, but it is rare. So 42% of the people surveyed by the APA gained more weight than they intended. In that group uh, that they surveyed here, People gain 29 pounds on average. And 15 to 30 pounds is really, it's no small matter. That, that, that ends up impacting your life in a lot more ways than you can think. Uh, they go on to kind of quote here saying stress can be an indicator of weight gain itself. So when people are feeling stressed, uh, sometimes they go to food. Obviously, I think we've all been there. Sometimes that means they're eating more in portions or they're eating more throughout the day. And also the stress levels impact, you know, your body's ability to lose weight as well. Cortisol obviously is the body's main stress hormone. And there are several significant studies that have linked cortisol levels to change in weight. Higher cortisol levels are linked to people being less likely to control how much um, and what they eat over time. And there's a lot of things that are layered into there. So I'm not going to, you know, piggyback off that. But... Not everybody's stress has risen the same over the course of last year. Obviously, some people are getting it more, you know, stressed than other people, and it goes on to say in detail people who are the essential workers. Um, and again, I don't want to go on a I'm going to go on a rant here. I hate the fucking term essential and not essential workers. I hate the term essential and non-essential. That is dog shit, and we have to stop using that. Like, if we want to talk about, like, we're going to, the world nowadays, we're going to change language in certain things, I think we need to er- eradicate that nonsense. I'm not going to debate with anybody if you're like, well, Jeremy, that's, no, no, no. You cannot call someone's life work non-essential. I don't give a shit. I understand, like, yes, the, the, the police are essential. I understand, yes, firefighters are essential, but so is the restaurant owner who works somewhere for 25 years to create a small business to serve people and give food to the community and give people experiences and joy and value. They're essential. So is the person who works the hotels. They're essential. So is the person who cuts your hair. They're essential. So is the garbage man. He's essential. So is the doctor who works there. They're essential. W- whether you want to put importance on one of those things over the another and say, this one is more valuable to me. That's fine. But you cannot call someone a non-essential worker. I was just saying like, oh, what you do doesn't matter. How do you think that affects someone mentally when you say like their life's work is not essential? What they do doesn't fucking matter. You don't need to go to work and operate because you don't matter in the world. It is complete fucking nonsense. We need to stop that. (sighs) End rant. So I'm sorry. Basically, in the terms of this article, they're saying the essential workers, the people who had more stress the ones who are on the if you want to say front lines, I'm okay with that. I think that's what they mean. Parents whose children were doing remote learning. So the parents are basically home teaching the kids or proctoring a lot of the stuff, there's more stress there. Um, People who are in communities where they weren't allowed to go outside as much where there's more restrictive, there's more stress there. All of those things, the extra stress can lead to weight gain. And it makes it much harder to live a healthier lifestyle when those factors are in there. Now, that's kind of a built in excuse. But it does like all these things kind of tack on. So some people obviously were hit much harder in the pandemic than others. And especially the places where your business is shut down, all the gyms are shut down, your community shut down, they're telling you you can't leave your house, you can't go anywhere, you can't even go to the beach, you can't do anything, you're really stuck. And I think that's one of the worst things we did for people. And now we're going, to, we're going to see the impacts of it from a year, two years, and three years down the line. Because exercising releases endorphins and it helps people feel better. Exercise can also release muscle tension. It can help regulate the cortisol levels. Certain foods can also have an effect on you. Uh, obviously, depending if you're spending your time eating real food and taking, like, if it's real supplements, like athletic greens, like vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, all these amazing things. But also there's things that people are abusing, right? And they're putting the wrong stuff in their body. Things like maybe way too, and I'm a fan of coffee, but way too much caffeine can be harmful. Things that are way too high in carbohydrates, things that are way too high in fat, way too high in sodium. Those things can aggravate the stress levels in the body a little bit more and make things harder for you to see the results and move and feel the way you want to. If you filled your day with things like, I don't know, real food, and if it is quality, quality whole grains, if you're a fan of that, as opposed to the processed stuff, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats, those things can help reduce the chronic inflammation in the body and put less stress on the system. Stress can be a source of weight gain for a lot of people. And that's a huge factor through all this. But just losing a little bit of the shit weight and eating a little bit better, and exercising a little bit more, drinking a little bit more water, taking the proper supplements, that can help push some of that stress out of your life, which i.e. leads to less overall weight gain. But I thought that was just, I wanted to read it really quick. Um, Again, the sources there was the uh, American uh, Psychology Association, and Dr. Arthur Evans was kind of putting this out, saying the average weight gain, 15 to 30 pounds for people just in the past year which is really fast, dude. That is super aggressive. Um, I've shared this before. Most of my, you know, college uh, friends and, and, you know, friends that were athletes uh, in college all the way throughout, you know, they're not obviously in the same shape they were when they were in college because we're all old now. And I'm not saying they have to be, and there's no need for them to be, you know, playing shape because, you know, they're not playing anymore. But – you see them and maybe they're 30 pounds heavier than they, they were in college and like not a good 30 pounds. Now I do have a good chunk of friends who are still super fit and still, you know, work their ass off and tend not to eat like idiots all the time. And they look really good. And they happen to be like six five, six seven, six nine, six ten. So it does help to, to be longer. But the point is that they might've gained 30 pounds. Some of them over the course of 15 years. And that's different than gaining 30 pounds in a year. It's still not good, but to do it that rapidly, that's a pretty sharp decline. And so if you're somebody who's listening, just take a second. Reverse the habits you did from the last year. See if we can be a little bit more active. see, Make sure you're getting your blood work done to make sure there's not some underlying issues with things going on there. Um, but really, you know, focus on eating real food, drinking water, being more active, not stressing as much, which I know is easier said than done, and uh, just making time for yourself and really looking at all of the – symptoms and factors that could be spilling disaster for your health, which leads me into the article, you know, five signs your gut health is not balanced or four things we can do to get your kind of gut health on track, which I do think if you look at how your brain and gut communicate, uh, these are huge things. If you look at your immune system, uh, where it lives, uh, I think the bacteria you have in your gut, it matters more than you probably know. And a lot of people don't realize that you know, you have a really strong ally when it comes to protecting your health and preventing, you know, a lot of, you know, common diseases. Now, my homie's at JLab Pro, uh, which is the protein powder we use, uh, the, the the krill oil we like to get into, uh, the turmeric. They put out a lot of good stuff. I've known J for a long time. They do great work. They put out this original piece. I'm gonna kind of play off it here in terms of gut health, but you have to understand, bacteria can. Work for you and against you, and I think a lot of you guys understand that. Um, You just have to understand what you want in your body and the things that you don't want. And so, what people don't realize is like what you eat and drink really can be impacting your gut health, either really positively or really negatively, which could either improve or destroy your health over time. And I'm not saying you can't eat and drink shit ever. You know, I had a couple beers with my friend last night, like feel totally fine. Uh, my wife probably wanted to stay up way later and would keep bringing us drinks. But we're both fitness professionals. And we know we got to get up and do shit. And it would just be a recipe for disaster. So as I get older, um, I'm getting much better with moderation. And I don't know if because I'm, just, I'm more mature, or because I don't want it to rob me of the next day or I'm just old now, and I get tired early, and uh, my body can't recover as quick. And but really what it is, is in the back of my mind, I'm always like, I don't want to feel like shit. I don't want to have issues going to the bathroom, I don't want to have issues being dehydrated, I don't want to have issues, you know, feeling less my best having a headache, just, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. And and nothing is worth it to me. There's no amount of there's no drugs. um, There's no alcohol, there's no food that I'm going to do that's going to like, fuck me up for the next couple of days. It's not worth it to me anymore. When I was younger, sure. But I'm older now and I'm wiser. And I just really, even now when we eat and drink things that are not ideal, I really pick my spots and I'm really mindful of it. And if I go overboard, I pay for it the next day. And it's a really harsh reminder of like, hey, dude, you can't do this. And this is not good for you. As awesome as you think it is now, it, it sucks to pay the price later on. I would, I'm a person who would always rather get kicked in the nuts today than you know, get kind of kicked in the nuts for the next 10 days, if that makes sense. Like I'd rather just eat shit up front and not have it to pay for it later. I hate that stuff. So it's like, that's the hard part about food is like, you know, with cookies and cakes and even alcohol, it's like, Oh, I had a great time and I was feeling amazing. And I woke up the next day and I feel like, you know, I slept in a trash can. Like, that's not fun. So I'm not willing to do that anymore. My point is, you can do things that you like. You can eat and drink things and have fun and have margaritas and chips and salsa and all the fun shit that we like to do. And that's okay in moderation, but understand everything you're eating and drinking that you're putting into your body is either making is either making you healthier or unhealthier. There really is no staying the same. I don't believe that in life in general. So everything you eat and drink in that matter is affecting your gut, either positively or negatively. And every day it seemed that there's like a new study, you know, on gut bacteria and what it's going to be able to do for your health. But the one thing that remains clear, no matter what articles and and what, you know, podcasts you're listening to, a balanced gut bacterial population could dramatically change your life for the better. Um, But how can you tell if your gut is, you know, healthy? How can you tell if your gut is normal or it's destructive? And if it's destructive, what can you do to change it? And what can you do to change the process in your life? Well, for starters, like, all gut bacteria is not created equal. Um, It's safe to say that gut bacteria, which the number is in, like, the trillions, which doesn't even seem real to me. Uh, God, I remember, like, when I started to become an adult, I guess. When I I moved here, I guess I was an adult before that, but not really. I still don't really feel like I'm an adult. I feel like I'm 17. Um, Even though my body is older and I have a shaved head, and I used to have a mortgage, and I've already paid off my house, and I've done all these like adult things, and I run a business, and I support people, and we pay them salaries and shit, but I still feel like I'm 17, like this is all just made up shit, and uh, I remember the first time, this has nothing to do with the podcast, by the way, you can tell I'm getting tired, um, I moved to Phoenix, and um, I moved in with my roommate, Ryan, and then Dave lived with us, and I remember Obama uh, being on TV and we would watch, like, some political stuff. That was the first time, like, I ever probably paid attention and, and gave a shit. Maybe, like, um, like, obviously as a kid, like, you see, like, Bush and Clinton and then, like, um, George W. a little bit in college, but not really. And Obama as uh, president, and I remember he's talking about, like, like, deficits and stuff. And he's, like, he would say, like, trillions. Like, he'd be, like, this is $2 trillion. And I would look at Ryan, and I'm, like, what does that even mean? trillions I go how can we be trillions of dollars in debt this doesn't even make sense I go how much is a trillion and we're like trying to figure it out like it's because it's such a huge number right it seems like fake to me so that has nothing to do with this podcast and it's probably not funny to you guys but I just remember like trillions and so we would always joke like how much money do you need I'm like I need a trillion dollars like it's just so out of this world like I can't even fathom it but my friends that is how much gut bacteria you have Like the number is in the trillions. That is how much bacteria is in your stomach right now. Obama-style trillion numbers here. Um, But the point is that your gut bacteria, which is in the trillions, have more of an impact on your health than most people, most doctors, most researchers probably ever realized. And not all gut bacteria are the same and they don't all perform the same function, obviously in the body. Among some of the good things there are, like your good gut bacteria is gonna help you with digestion. It's gonna help you with strengthening your immune system, um, which is one of the first functions that researchers have, have probably you know stumbled upon. It's gonna help you manufacture some of the vitamins the body needs to stay healthy. It's gonna help facilitate things uh, in a positive way from the research um, that I've been looking through. On the other hand, the bad bacteria may cause some nightmares in your body. Um, bad, I guess, if you want to take that way, or not positive uh, gut bacteria may cause digestive issues. Um, it can be shown to cause mental health issues. If you think about how the gut and the brain communicate, uh, skin problems, and it may be the root cause of a lot of diseases and conditions. And that's why balancing out your gut bacteria should be very important to you guys. But that doesn't mean you know you go ahead and you destroy all your gut bacteria it's about increasing the good bacteria to help essentially drown out the bad bacteria if you're following me so far so before you're able to quickly balance out the gut bacteria and improve your health you need to know like if your gut bacteria is teetering and if you suffer from any of the five things we're going to rattle off here then there's a good chance that your gut bacteria might be imbalanced and again obviously I'm not a medical person, I'm just a gorilla in a warehouse, but these are things that I've talked about with physicians in our circle, um, my own personal physicians, and then obviously our nutritionist friends, um, the RDs and everyone who, you know, I trust to as kind of my go to sources who know more than I do. And then obviously, from personal experience, having my own issues um, with my intestines with my, you know, gut, if you will. uh, These are things I learned uh, the hard way. And hopefully, if you guys are listening to me, you don't have to. But the five conditions that you can kind of like, you know, do a self checklist here. Um, Is my gut bacteria unbalanced? Am I having some issues? Am I a victim of some of these? What can I do to make it better? Uh, Cut the story short. You can eat better food. You can drink water. You can stop abusing the stupid shit you're doing. And obviously throwing things in like if it isn't athletic greens that has the digestive enzymes and the probiotics that will help you go a long way. But the first thing, which is very obvious for most people. Digestive issues. First and foremost, if you're suffering from digestive issues, there's a good chance that your gut bacteria is probably not ideal or optimal or unbalanced if you want to look at it that way. Now, you might think that some of the over-the-counter antacids or prescription meds may fix this issue, but I think you'd be making a mistake there. And again, I'm not a doctor. Obviously, talk to your physician and make sure they know what the hell they're talking about too, and they're, they really are versed in this and not just you know, trying to give you a, a bandaid over a gunshot wound, which I do think that happens a lot in medicine these days. acids, for example, even the prescription kind only touch on the surface of the problem. They don't address the needs of your gut health. And that's what I'm saying here. We're not trying to mask the issue um, and live with it. We're trying to fix what the root cause of it is. That's, again, I do think that's a problem in the world in general, in healthcare, people want the quick fix, they just want a pill, they don't want to change behavior habits and lifestyle. And that's really what it takes. That's what it takes for everything in your entire life. The people who search for the, the least path of resistance, the people who search for the easiest answers, they're never truly successful, they never truly win, things never truly roll the right way. Um, I, I tend to pick the path that is probably harder, the path that is probably longer the path where there's probably more resistance. But if I know if I do it that way, and I put in the work up front, and I lay a foundation, and I learn what I'm supposed to do, and I take two steps back, I can take 200 steps forward, as opposed to the person who just takes one step forward, and they never really move past that pattern, because it didn't address the real issue. So if you're a person who's having any of the issues, I'm going to list here in your gut, you might be having an issue with your gut bacteria overall. If you have consistent Gas that's outside the norm. I don't, I read a thing. This might, somebody can fact check this. Was it the average person farts like 14 times a day? Is it 14 times? That seems about right. Like you wake up in the morning, you fart a couple times, maybe at night you fart a couple times, and then not that much during the day. Maybe like, you know, once every couple hours. Maybe that's right. I think it was. And I think that's taking the person who probably farts 50 times a day and the person who farts five times a day. But if you're a person who has excess gas, excess bloating, excess heartburn, acid reflux, uh, constipation, diarrhea or loose stool, IBS, IBD, um, including Crohn's, you might have an issue with the gut bacteria in your life. All those would fall under the digestive issues. Um, The second thing, which this was interesting to me, um, mental health issues. Now, obviously, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a dude who wants to be healthy. But as I'm looking over this, it's uh, JLab. I put this out. It says you didn't realize that your gut health plays such a vital role in your brain health as well. Researchers have generally accepted that your gut bacteria can be considered your second brain. That's crazy too to say it that way. Researchers researchers have generally accepted that your gut bacteria can be considered your second brain. Why? Well, scientists have already discovered that your gut bacteria produces neurotransmitters that can be sent directly to your brain via the vagus nerve. V-A-G-U-S nerve. That's crazy. This may improve your brain health and prevent certain mental illnesses. There's something else. Current research suggests that disturbances in your gut bacteria may be a hallmark for those suffering from some mental illnesses. If you have any... Of the conditions below your gut health may be partly to brain, whether it's uh, some versions of anxiety, some versions of even like slight depression, uh, if it's uh, brain fog, um, or OCD, which I did not know that that seems crazy to me. So if that's you guys just understand that, you know, researchers have coined the term that your gut bacteria can be considered your second brain. And if some of those things are going on, it could be from the things that you're eating and drinking and consuming. Which, you know, if you ever heard the phrase, you are what you eat, that would hold pretty true right there. The third one, chronic unmanaged stress, which we just mentioned before in the article about the pandemic and the awakening. Obviously, most of us know that, you know, havoc stress can cause the body a lot, a lot of issues. Stress raises your blood pressure, increases cortisol, which we talked about and can make you very, very anxious, all things that can destroy your gut health. Studies show that cortisol, the main stress hormone, may stop your gut from working correctly, which could cause many unforeseen issues. Plus, being constantly stressed for months or years, pandemic, or even decades, could lead to an unhealthy balance in your gut bacteria. That's why we always say, you know, try not to stress about every little thing. Which, is again, is easier said than done. But at the end of the day, most of the shit we worry about doesn't matter. Most of the arguments we have with our husband or wife don't matter. We are wasting time. worried about stupid shit that nobody cares about. It's just really strange to me. The older I get, obviously the less fucks I give. And uh, I didn't give a lot to begin with. So I can't imagine what I'll be like when I'm 50. Because it'll be just, you won't be able to tell me shit. I feel bad for Heather. Um, But... We don't have to stress and worry about all these things like that we do. Like like other people's perception of us, if they think we're successful, if they think we're attractive, if they like our hair, if they like our car, if we have a zit. Uh, these things don't matter, dude. It, 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 let that shit go. If they, oh, is my kid going to get into this school? It, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's all going to work itself out. It really will. If you're If you're a good person and you put your head down and you try to do the right things, things are going to work out. And at the end of the day, you can't control you know, any of this nonsense. So that's my two cent uh, rant there. Number four on my list, antibiotics. Everybody knows that antibiotics are used to destroy harmful bacteria that make you sick and very, very ill. <clears throat> but that is not all antibiotics do. You see, a round of antibiotics, it may destroy um, a lot of your gut bacteria too. Therefore, it can cause you to lose vital protection of your health. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's a uh, Sunday matcon coming in. Um it's not just the medications you take when you're sick. <clears throat> and again, obviously you guys probably know this, antibiotics do very little for viruses, but they're often prescribed for just about everything depending on you know what physician you go to. Farmers use antibiotics in factory farmed animals, which could increase your exposure by eating those meats that means your gut bacteria population may be, you know, wiped out or drastically decreased by eating meat and taking these large doses of antibiotics. And researchers suggest that the good bacteria destroyed by antibiotics may be harder to replace. They don't just like replace themselves instantly, it may take more time, meaning you're, you would have to supplement them to raise those levels again. And on a side note, when I am not feeling ideal, I will double up. Or when I think I'm going to have something coming on, um, because what I do understand about the gut now and your immune system and being healthy, I'll double up like on Athletic Greens. I'll double up on like elderberry. I'll double up like on zinc. I'll take more of it um, if I feel like I have something going down or if I am on a, on a run of antibiotics or something like a Z-Pack or amoxicillin or something. Um, I've just I've gotten a habit of doing that over the years, and I, and I tend to find uh, it helps or at least speeds up the process hopefully. Now, again, I could be just you know talking to my ass, but that's what I do um, in those cases. And the fifth one, uh, skin conditions. Uh, if you have any of these skin conditions, it could be, part of again, what you're eating and you're drinking and how unbalanced your gut is acne, rosacea, um, eczema, and uh, psoriasis is that one too, I think those are the four. Uh, so a good majority of people when, when they have skin conditions. Uh, a lot of times it doesn't have to do with just the skin itself. It could be with your body's having a reaction to something, i.e. what you're eating and you're drinking, and you're consuming because the gut becomes unbalanced, and you're having this reverse reaction. So by fixing the gut bacteria, you may be able to see a notable difference in your skin's appearance. Now, that there's a lot of factors that go into that. I've had people here who had like terrible acne, and they got off dairy, and it was like, done. I had people here who are having terrible issues uh, with uh, like inflammation and like joint pain, took out all the processed grains, took out basically all the grains in their life, boom, gone. Now, those are not studies. That's just what I've seen here in person. But I have seen that over time, their skin improves, these aches and pains they have improved, there could be multiple factors there too. But some of these are like high school kids. And they stop just like eating all the cheese and drinking all the milk. And it's like, boom, it's it just it dissipates, which is kind of crazy to see. So I don't want to take up all your time here today, you guys, but I'm going to go into four steps to kind of balance, you know, gut health. And if these things, you know, sound familiar, then you might have a disruption, obviously, uh, in your gut health. So all the five things I just mentioned already, if any of these things are going on in your life, you might have a disturbance. So if you have digestive issues, obviously, if there's like the mental health connection, if there's chronic unmanaged stress, if you have been taking multiple doses of antibiotics, and if you have some skin conditions, then these would be the four steps that I would throw in to help you kind of balance or rebalance your gut and kind of retake control of your health. The first thing skip the toxins. Uh, so if you really want to improve your gut health, you have to cut out the foods and the things that are going to increase like what we would call like the intake of, of bad bacteria in your life. And so instead of, you know, what we call like, you know, I don't want to say garbage foods or like toxic foods that can increase bad bacteria and lower the good bacteria. I would say skip a lot of these things in your diet, at least. Um, In the short term and see how you feel and see how things improve. Now, again, I'm not saying don't go, you know, eat a pizza and have a beer with your buddies. That's fine. But that can't be the base of your diet. It has to be real food. So if you're eating a ton of processed grains, I would cut those out. Um, If you want to cut out all grains, that's cool. Or if you want to go to like, you know, the more natural, like the Ezekiel products, uh, the sprouted grains, I do think those are great. I feel good if I eat those in my life here and there. Um, or if it's like legit, you know, clean oatmeal, but probably not cinnamon toast crunch. Probably not eating, you know, fucking toaster strudels. That's probably not what we're talking about here. Uh, So again, if you want to make some changes for the better in terms of uh, gut health and overall feeling, cut out the processed grains. And you can also cut out the, you know, grain fed dairy products like the Milks, the yogurts, the cheeses—the ones that are overly processed, like you know, Velveeta and Kraft—are probably not your best choices if you're going to eat cheese. Just throwing that out there. Nothing against them; sure, they're great companies, but I don't think they're doing a lot for you health-wise. Also, excess sugar, which we all know, and then the unhealthy Um, oils—a lot of people, even the seed oils and things like that—where people like, "Oh, I use vegetable oil," it's not the route I would go for sure. Uh, the healthier options, you know, coconut, um, your organic virgin olive oils, things like that if you're going to go uh, cook with things, but not the unhealthy oils. So skipping out on those foods, I think, can help your body go a long way um, to get rid of the, uh, the, the crap, you know, in your body in, in the way that you feel. Obviously, it's simple stupid here. Staying with a diet that's rich in protein, rich in healthy carbohydrates, vegetables, real food. Fruits, healthy oils. And that is gonna do a ton for you to create this thriving bacteria population in your body where the good bacteria outnumbers the bad bacteria uh, all day every day. Number two, including more fermented foods, which I've talked about before. Now obviously you want to include things that are natural, that contain healthy nutrients that can make your gut health thrive. So fermented foods have been consumed for millions of years. And they may help your gut flourish by creating a better environment that encourages good bacterial growth. I've went over these before on different podcasts about gut health and the immune system, but things would be uh, like your sauerkrauts, your kefirs, your raw milks, your fermented fruits and vegetables, the real yogurts and cheeses that don't have a bunch of added bullshit to them. I do like the of um, the kombuchas. I like the synergies. Uh, I like the GT's, the grape flavor with the chia seeds in them is my favorite. Heather likes the uh the, kavita, the lemon cayenne. Um, she likes those kombuchas, but we do like the natural stuff that way, the things that are uh, fermented. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Is kimchi in there? I think so. Uh, all those types of things I think are uh, great. But eating more fermented foods could go a long way in helping you guys obviously have your gut health, you know, thrive. But be warned, you know, eating too many um, fermented foods at a rapid pace uh, may not be great for your health. Uh, just say, uh, start small, for sure. Like, like fiber, right? Like if you eat five grams of fiber a day and tomorrow you eat 50 grams of fiber, I don't think you're going to have a, an awesome day or two. Um, so just like anything else, start with small servings and slowly increase uh, over time. You don't have to go from zero to a 1,000 in an instant. In fact, I, I wouldn't uh, suggest it just for the fact that, that digestive discomfort and stress and uh, bathroom visits is not going to be pleasant. No one wants to, you know, shit their pants, if you will. doesn't sound like a, a fun time. Uh, so, again, just take it slow. Um, if you don't eat any vegetables now, and you're eating vegetables, don't eat, you know, two pounds of broccoli and Brussels sprouts tomorrow. It um, you won't be having uh, intercourse with your partner anytime soon. I can promise you that so start small and, and just move it from there. Number three, uh, this is the toughest one too. manage your stress. We've talked about before stress is one of the ways you can destroy your your healthy gut uh, bacteria population, it's going to increase the likelihood that you'll become sick and unhealthy obviously over time. Chronic stress is bad. It's terrible. And now some stress is helpful. um, But in the terms of what we're talking about today, it it just isn't. And that means one of the best ways you can improve your gut health would be to manage your cortisol um, and manage your stress levels the best way that you can. Because this stressing this overly worrying, uh, trying to control everything, it's, it's going to run you down even the 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 strongest of us if we sit and worry and take on the world's problems cortisol and inflammation are going to run rampant in our bodies they just are eventually it's going to get us all and it's going to destroy your health and it's going to raise your risk of disease and other things like you know lead you to be more susceptible to things like diabetes and heart disease and so on and so on and so on so if you can control your stress at least lower it um you may be able to lower your inflammation and cortisol, making the body a better place where <clears throat> excuse me, the good bacteria can thrive. <clears throat> Man. On Sundays, I gotta stop doing these workouts before I do the podcast. What I would suggest is you guys pick at least one activity exercise, meditation. Um any kind of mindfulness practice and stick with it, whether even yoga and, you know, give it a week or so and see if you don't notice some positive changes in your body. Find something that is your escapism, that is your de-stressor. For me, it's fitness, obviously. For some people, it's yoga. For some people, it's going on a walk, walking their dog, riding their bike, hiking, swimming, going to a shooting range, having sex, I don't know. Whatever your healthy practices that lets you de-stress, then do more of that. If it's watching football, it's fine. As long as you're not shoving, you know, chips and, you know, hot dogs and, and beard on your throat the entire game. It's cool. We all need escapism in, in one way, shape or form or another to help us de-stress. So whatever your process is, use that and make it part of your routine. I promise you, it'll help you go a long way in terms of being healthy. Number four, take a probiotic supplement. I think that's an easy one now there's a lot of things you can throw in like i mentioned uh, the kombuchas the i like the gt synergy like i said the cavitas those have live probiotics obviously in them controlling stress avoiding toxic foods including more fermented foods are great ways to help your gut health but an easy, quick way that's not going to cause a major shift in anything, I don't think, is taking a high-quality probiotic supplement that could vastly change the dynamics of your gut health. So, if you guys who are listening, who are maybe new to the podcast, probiotic supplements contain the right bacteria to help your gut flourish. Some of the guidelines when you pick a good probiotic. I would stay away from the super cheap um, shit ones, obviously, you know what... You get what you pay for a lot of times in life and sometimes you know you can find a deal but uh this would not be the the place where i would go cheap on stuff by any means you want to buy cheap you know hyvee water or cheap fries water or cheap safeway water that's fine if you don't want to buy the fiji water i think you're okay um but probiotics would not be a place where i would you know cut costs typically um the cheap ones don't usually contain the right mix of probiotics and uh why would you want to go cheap on something that can actually improve your health and make you move better and feel better? I would also suggest making sure that the probiotic stuff you pick is potent enough, meaning it contains at least probably uh, 7 billion uh, probiotics and uh, has a couple different strands in there. That would be ideal for you guys. The digestive enzymes also help. Um, if you look for the ones with the two best kind of probiotic strands, um, It's the lacto and the bifido, or bifido, I think, are the the two main ones. Uh, I can send you guys a link to them, obviously, in the Athletic Greens. Those are the two strands that we have in there. Um, But I can send you guys a full breakdown of this. This is going to come on in our newsletter as well, so you can go over it in detail if you need to. Also, um, dairy-free, vegan probiotic may be able to stand up to harsher stomach conditions and environments, making them more able to rebuild your gut population. So those are the things I would look for a it has, you know, a count of, you know, 7 billion or more, and uh, has a couple different strands and like the dairy free vegan probiotic, I think is probably the best route for you guys. So obviously, as hard as it is to believe like your gut health plays a vital role in maintaining your optimal health. That's one of the most important things you can do is get your gut on track if you really want to be healthy, because your gut contains trillions. I mean, that's such a high number trillions of live bacteria that may aid in different functions of the body, including how to improve obviously digesting your food, but also protecting your brain health, which is obviously two things that are vitally important. So of course, the foods we eat is always going to be the base and the key. You can't just take a probiotic and eat shit. You can't just take athletic greens and eat shit. You have to feed your body real whole nutrient dense food, things that run that swim that fly that grow from the earth. It is important. The amount of stress you're under Obviously, a little bit is okay, but chronic stress every single day, worrying and tripping out and and having to escape your life through drugs and alcohol just to make it through the day and your job is not a healthy place to be. No supplement's going to help you if that's the way you're living. You got to change your lifestyle for sure. Those are all factors, obviously, that make it hard for good bacteria to thrive in your body, which means then the bad bacteria are going to be the ones that take over and eventually wear you down, um, weaken your immune system make you sick, and you don't want the bad stuff to, to outweigh the good stuff. And that's going to disrupt your overall health. So if you're currently concerned about any of the, the issues we talked about earlier, um, any of the mental health stuff, any of the, the anxieties, the skin issues, the digi- a- digestive issues, then you might have a disturbance in the gut. Again, that that, that might be 19 different other things But why not start with changing the way that you eat and you drink and you stress and how you exercise and live your life? That'd be a good place to start and see if some of those things don't drastically improve almost within a week, within two weeks. And if not, obviously you can always talk with a physician and go from there. But if you're able to control some of the stress in your life and lower it, if you're able to start eating more real food and not eating as much processed stuff and and abusing alcohol, and if you introduce a quality like probiotic digestive enzyme in your life, like an Athletic Greens, you could turn your gut health around and protect the rest of your body and be running on all cylinders and looking and moving and feeling better than you ever thought before. And it all started with the things that we're putting into our mouth. Like, think about that. Again, I'm I'm not going to say your problems are from this or aren't from this. But if you are listening right now, and you're like, you know what, I haven't ate the best. Um, I've been drinking alcohol more than I need to. Uh, I've been stressing out a ton, which 2020, albeit I get it, you guys, like we all were there. Uh, But you got to start moving forward at some point, You, you can't just escape with, you know, emotional eating and filling your body full of just comfort foods and drinking alcohol and not doing the things you need to do to put yourself in a position to be successful because you never will be. And oftentimes, a lot of the things that are going on in our bodies and in our lives can be tied to our little habits of what we eat, what we drink, how much we stress, how much we're sleeping and how much we're getting exercise in. And so I want to throw it out there. Obviously, you know, I work with Athletic Greens. It's helped me a ton. So if you guys are interested, obviously, I'm happy to hook you up. If you want to go a different route with something, just ask. I'm happy to make whatever suggestions I need to. But really just take a good look, you know, at your overall daily life and see if you're having issues with your digestion, if you're having issues with, you know, chronic stress, and if you're having maybe some skin issues or some allergic uh, allergy issues. And then see, well, is it the shit food I'm putting in my body? Am I eating any fermented foods? Am I managing my stress at all? Am I actually taking any probiotic supplements? You know, what, what am I actually putting into my body? And what is the reaction I'm having to it? Oftentimes, we can trace it back to that. But I just want to touch on, you know, five signs that your gut, you know, wasn't, you know, balanced, and four steps to, you know, kind of balance your gut health. And hopefully, you guys got something out of this. And maybe I said one or two things that maybe the light switch came on. Or it was just a reminder to hey, I got to make better food choices. I got to make better drinking choices. And I got to really, you know, manage my stress a little bit better and find some escapism and find again, exercise is one of the great ones, dude, it really is. It's a natural high you get when you move, there's a sense of accomplishment, there's a sense of achievement, there's a sense of community, you get your heart rate up, you sweat, uh, you're building, you know, some strength, you know, you look a bit leaner, look a bit sexier, makes life a little bit better. That's it. So Hopefully you guys got something from that. If you have questions specifically, obviously you can hit me up. I'm happy to help. Uh, Again, reminder, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in six days. If you're interested, hit me up. I'll give you guys a little podcast discount code. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys as always. And, uh, yeah, if you guys are interested in Athletic Greens, for the, the gut health portion of it, I'm happy to send you a free sample pack or otherwise the site. I thought of forward slash Jeremy Scott. You guys can get uh, obviously a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs and get the greens into your life. But the key is always going to be real food. It really is, man. There's no supplement that's going to magically save you if you're eating and drinking shit every single day. And, and, and stop looking for the, the quick fix and the easy answer. You don't want to put a bandit on a gunshot wound. You actually want to go fix the gunshot wound. You really do. Because eventually you're going to bleed out over time and you're going to die, and that doesn't help anybody. So, really, just take this time in your life now to reverse engineer everything, take a couple steps back to be healthier so you can win for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, or however many years you're going to be on the planet. I promise you guys, work on yourself to be healthy internally first. And the byproduct is you're going to have this awesome, sexy, you know, external health that's going to show to the world. But it starts with the small stuff and the things that we oftentimes don't think about. And if it's gut health, then here we are. And again, it's the small things that are really the big things. And if you take care of the small things, the big things do tend to take care of themselves. So I appreciate you guys, as always, if you're on uh, Apple podcasts, and you have the podcast app on your iPhone, just click that button right now when you're done, scroll your finger all the way down, drop me a five star, leave a couple comments, truly would appreciate it. And if you want to share this with a friend or family member you think it can help who maybe needs to make some better eating choices and just, you know, be a little bit healthier. I think uh, this can go a long way with that. So I appreciate you guys, as always. I'll be back on Friday, I believe we're having Megan Rigby on the podcast, we're gonna talk about all things, uh, women's health eating disorders, uh, hormones, uh, everything in between. So it'll be a great episode. Until next time, eat well, train hard. Be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.